Uh, here's the last paper and the last thing before we have lunch. Um, and it's my little paper, if you call it a paper. Uh, it's really a little, a little paper on, um, on, on some wonderful words in Matthew 25. So you can find that, that little paper. Not as long as the other two. More abbreviated. <laughs> Our words carry weight. I, I just, it's, it's really about words, and, and that's what we'll be talking about now. Our words carry weight. Um, I was just reading this morning from James, you know, how out of the same mouth come words of praise and words of cursing. So, um, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So words are powerful, really, aren't they? And can bring blessing and can bring um, encouragement and, and, and can bring sadness to human beings. And I think it's true that human beings, if you're like me anyway, you're just longing for people to speak to you words of encouragement and love. And, and we would hope that in this church, you know, you all do that to one another because you're all to exhort one another and encourage one another, not just the pastors, but all of you are, are to do that mutually with one another, encouraging one another and speaking words of love and kindness to one another because words, words matter. Um, today, by the way, you know, my mother would have been 102 had she lived and, um, when I think of my mama, you know, she died in 2007 um, in September um, of that year. And um, she had a very difficult life for a number of years and, and caused tremendous sadness in our family because of her illness. And, uh, and I think that sort of memories of that sort of carried right through to the time that all her five children were gathered around her in the hospital in, in the Waikato and, uh, when she died. And... Um, but, um, you know, I, I, I was sitting there um, at one point and, and I remember, why, why, don't you, why didn't you speak loving words to, to mama, you know, and, and um, encouraging words? And why, why didn't they say, I, I love you to mama at the end? And I, I didn't say them. And I, I did love my mama and, and um, really sort of saddens me often when I, when I think about her and how that I didn't say what I should have said, you know, at, right at the end. And then, yeah, I was holding her hand and, and um, praying for her and, and we were all there and we loved her so much. And, you know, those last years of her life were, li were years of, of joy and, and peace. And really, he, he heard our prayers in a, in a wonderful way, but I have regrets and maybe you do too. You have regrets about things that you've never said and you wish you'd said them and you wish you hadn't said them, you know, that, that as well. And because words, once they're out there, they, they're very powerful, aren't they? And they, they carry on forever and ever. So, um, you know, we, we do have our regrets uh, uh, concerning our words. The parable of the talents in Matthew 25 is what I wanted to talk to you about just briefly in a kind of a preaching way. Um, because there's some wonderful words there. Um, you'll know that parable of the talents, the master in this story there, um, he decided that he would go away. Um, he never gave a return date. 
uh, he said that he was moving away and he left his servants, there were three of them particularly, um, with tasks to do. Um, he he um, entrusted them with his property, it says there, according to their ability. So to one, you know, he gave five talents to another three and another one and he expected them to to work hard in his absence because one day he would return and he would um and he would reckon with them as to how they had dealt with their responsibilities and how accountable truly they were the key point of the parable really is that the the master had absolute rights uh, both to uh, the dispersing of the responsibilities to, to his servants. And he could pass them out as he chose. He, he could give one five and one three and one one. And he expected of each servant, because he was the master, their faithful commitment to fulfilling that responsibility that he gave, to invest the talents or do whatever they would with the talents so that he would be the richer by their industry when he returned. It was all to do with the, with the master. Uh, the, 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 equally, the point is that one day the master would return and all of that would be done. There would be that reckoning and there would be that uh, appreciation of their enriching his property and himself as the master. But that day of reckoning would occur. There would one day be a day of reckoning with those with those three, um, three servants. Uh, the parable, you know, clearly refers to Jesus, doesn't it? His rights and his expectations of his people. And while, you know, it's certainly true that the, in the first instance, it did apply to the Jewish nation and the last servant receives the greatest attention because really it is them. They did not invest properly and they did not do what he asked them to do as a people but the parable may equally be applied to the church to the christian church today so at his departure from the earth he gave gifts to his people it says that in ephesians chapter 4 and it then goes on saying that those gifts were that some would be pastors and evangelists and preachers and teachers and, and all the other gifts that he, he gives to the church. So he gave gifts to his people to be used for the master and the strengthening of the kingdom. And on his return, uh, no date being fixed for his return, and he himself not even knowing the date of his return, but the father knowing the date of his return, but at that returning day, he would summon the church. He will summon the church and he will uh, ask each of his people uh, uh, for an answer as to how they've used his gifts and how they've used the opportunities that he's provided for them. So, you know, just think of it this way. We've received gifts, each of us here sitting in the room of, as Christian people have received a gift or gifts, and he gives them as he wishes. It's entirely his right to give as he wishes. Some he, he may give many, some he may give few. That's fine. He expects of all of us that we be faithful in the dealing of, our, in the treatment of those gifts and in the responsibility that we have toward him. So he gives us gifts. He puts us into the church. 
He gives us the gifts of preaching and teaching. He gives us the opportunities of care group. He gives us the Lord's Day. He gives us the privilege of being in a country with so much freedom as we have in New Zealand to speak to anybody we wish to about Jesus Christ and to our families and to our friends. All of that he gives us as his people. So the words that I most want to hear, I must most want to hear are his words in, in Matthew 25 when he said to Two of those servants, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in a little thing. Now I will put you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear. You need to hear that. You need to hear that from him because there's nobody else that can rival him in terms of his uh, rights over you as a human being. So surely, you know, you'd want to hear his words uh, concerning you and the way you've, you've dealt with the gifts that he's given to you and the responsibilities that he's given to you more than you'd want to hear from any other human being. It must be his words that you really most need to hear. But do you want to hear them? I most want to hear those words. I think, I, I think it's true, but do you uh, want to hear those words above all words, those words which you'll hear on the last day? Well done, good and faithful servant. I've put you over a little. You've been faithful there. I'll give you much to, be, to take care of. Enter now into the joy of the master. Are they the words that you most want to hear? Because if you most want to hear those words, then you'll take steps now, today, and this week to resurrect your Christian profession and to do things as you know in your conscience and heart you should be doing with whatever it is, you know, with the opportunities, privileges, gifts, and graces that you have. Do as you know you should do with those things that Jesus gave to you. Matthew Henry, who wrote a commentary in the whole of the Bible, or nearly the whole of the Bible, in the um, 17th century, he said, we're to be like spiritual tradesmen. I really like that, you know, using everything we can. Why? So that our mother can say, well done, or your husband can say, good good, very good, or the church can be pleased and put you up front and give you a present. No, no, but so that the master will say to you, well done, good and faithful servant, to be able to bring to him uh, the, 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 the evidence of the work, of the way that you have traded those gifts and graces and opportunities for his name's sake, because he matters more than any other work person in the world. I, I, I wanted to speak to you today, and I'm glad I, I began the way I did, you know, by striking out momentarily um, against those who do not make an apology and have not come today. Um, because, you know, I'm, I'm on my way out as a, as a human being and as a pastor, but there are two young pastors here. Don't you let them down. Christ has given to them, you to them to you. Don't you let the church down. 
Don't you let, you know, him down who gave you the gifts and graces and the opportunities. You, you be the human beings, the Christians you, you should be here in New Zealand. You be that. You serve him. You be faithful to him. You answer to him. You think of him every day and that one day, I'm sure of it, one day you'll be summoned and you'll answer to him. It, it, won't, it won't impinge on the fact that you're safe in him. You will be safe in him. You are safe in him. And you'll never be perfect. You'll never be perfect when you come to him. You'll come as a sinner. But hopefully you can come to him and in all sincerity say, do you understand me? Say to him, this is what I've done with your talents and graces. And he'll say to you, well done, good and faithful sinner. Yeah. Enter into the joy of your master. <laughs>